0: Good morning and welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I am Karen Schofield-Leika. My pronouns are per and pers, short for person, and I'm the officiant today. We are here for hybrid platform. We have a people attending live on Zoom, some folks here in person in the hall, and asynchronously by watching or listening to the recording later. Welcome to everyone, for we are one community united across time and space as we gather to affirm our values and commit to a better world. We're still figuring out a few things about how to do hybrid platform, so let's learn from our mistakes and forgive each other generously. There's a closed captioning option on Zoom that can be turned on or off as you prefer. The chat will stay open through most of the platform service closing for the address itself and then reopening. If you're joining live on zoom, please do say hello in the chat. Having your chat set for everyone will give everyone else in the zoom room a chance to see your greetings. Please say hello, whether you are a brand new visitor, a longtime member, a neighbor from another ethical society or Unitarian Universalist congregation, or somebody who falls in some other category. Online visitors, we invite you to send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas at MaceoT, that's M-A-C-E-O-T, at ethicalsociety.org. If you're a visitor this morning, watching the recording later, rather, um, this invitation is for you as well. You can fill out a connection form at tiny.cc westconnects. I'll now read a few of the greetings that have come uh, in through the chat. And while I'm doing that, you might want to get a candle to light during our lighting segment. Oopsie. And let's see the chat. So we've got lots of greetings in the chat this morning. So we, uh, let's see. Good morning from Judy. Good morning from Adam. Judy Myers says, welcome everyone. Judy Myers is our chat host this morning. Morning from Robin and Marika from the Willis household Lara says greetings to the visitors, family, friends and members. Good morning from Ed Elder and Joe Klein. Mark says hello and good morning to all. Hello, asking how we're doing. I think we'll say we're doing well. Yes. <laughs> um, Vincent Tyler says good morning, people of West. And Sue says good morning on this rainy, almost spring morning. So great. Excellent, so our opening words this morning are a poem called Words and All by poet Darcy Royce. Your words like seeds of dandelion, free and lifted from the ground, swirl around the heart And in this open space, we embrace one another to release. Then, newborn and full of joy, our stored story of love and life in a moment's share, in figure of light, in tales of soul, in a dance with grace. And sometimes they don't meet these word seeds, set free from a caring heart. They wander around, lost, without their ground, where, upon landing love, life springs, and we find ourselves bound by the eternal law, ever and forever, nestled at home, words and us, together, not apart. We begin our platform this morning with music from Peter Mayer.
1: A song about the madness of uh, weed control. safely quarantined A perfect yard was my work of art A study in uninterrupted green Till uninvited you came by Brandishing your yellow smile Drifted in and wouldn't go away Had a party on my lawn Making all the neighbors talk And hung around like you were gonna stay gonna stay I cursed and swore prepared for war madly engineer in your demise then precision guided missiles hit you hard. But you came back a second time laughing with your yellow eyes. So I copied by the whole Dang, y'all. Oh, but sometimes you have to stand, sometimes you have to fight. When nature's on your land doesn't have the rights, so put up your dukes to me or you. I did not foresee your insurgency. Now you have been tormenting me for years. And I'm inclined to think these days you'll be growing on my grave, which I will still be trying to defend. Because this is not a happy tale, I may have. You're the whale, and I remember how that stole we So oh, sometimes. Sometimes you have to fight When nature's on your land It doesn't have the right So put up your dukes It's me or you, Dandelion So put up your dukes I'm coming for your.
0: Welcome once again. Each week we read our Statement of Purpose as a reminder of our shared values. And if you're interested in taking a turn to read the Statement of Purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc readsop You can record a video of yourself reading the Statement of Purpose, if that works better for you. Or you can present the Statement of Purpose alongside us as we broadcast live. And Keith Lang is gonna come forward this morning to do this. If you're relatively new to the community or haven't been active uh, lately, this is a great way to reintroduce yourself. Today's reader is indeed Kate Lang, one of the leaders of our Afghan Welcome Project. And Kate's gonna offer a brief update followed by our statement of purpose. Thanks, Kate.
2: Thank you, Karen. Um, As she said, my name is Kate Lang and I'm one of the members of the Afghan Welcome Team. Um, It's been about three months uh, since I came to Platform to speak about the welcome team and our work. So um, that was back in December when we were the refugee resettlement team fund was the Share the Plate recipient for the month. Um, So I wanted to come back and give everybody a quick update today. Um, We were matched with an Afghan family at the end of January, the Muhammadi family, uh, two parents and four children between the ages of four and 11. Um, They have been living in an extended stay hotel in Silver Springs since the middle of January. So as you might imagine, their highest priority is to move out of the hotel and into their own apartment. And I'm excited to share with everybody that that's going to happen in March uh, through the hard work of, of our members, including Smith, Sue Smith. We have found an apartment for them in Silver Spring and they're going to be moving in in March. Um, and then the kids can start going to school and the parents can start taking ESL classes and work with our ESL tutors. So um, moving ahead with those priorities. We're really excited that that's going to happen in March and we'll be reaching out to you uh, to talk more about how you can support the family financially in paying rent on that apartment going forward. And just, uh, I wanted to mention their other priority is their immigration status. Uh, Mr. Mohamedy's application for a special immigrant visa was approved in February. um, which means the whole family can apply for permanent residency now. But we need an immigration attorney to help us do that. So if you're an immigration attorney or you know an immigration attorney who would be uh, willing to help the Mohamedy family apply for permanent residency, please let me know. Again, my name is Kate Lang. My contact information is in the West directory, or you can reach me at uh, Kate L, K-A-T-E-L, at ethicalsociety.org. Thank you so much. Now I'm going to read our statement of purpose. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities, We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders.
0: Thanks, Kate. If you have a candle at home, I invite you to light it now as Kate lights our community candle and I share our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Thank you. Today's platform is part of our theme of renewal, and today's Time for All Ages has something to say about that, which Lynn will share now.
3: Good morning. Morning. I'm Lynn Cox. My pronouns are they, them. I'm the interim leader here at the Washington Ethical Society. It's so good to be with all of you online and in person. Our story today is about sharing and how sharing can lead to more in some ways, even though it might seem like when we share things, we're going to end up with less. And sharing is part of renewal. By practicing sharing, we can renew energy for ourselves and our community. And this story is called The Doorbell Rang. You can find it in a picture book by Pat Hutchins. And I'm going to need your help, you, everybody so when i say the doorbell rang i want you to make a doorbell sound and it's okay if it's diverse doorbell sounds okay so the doorbell rang (laughs) amazing i hope our friends on zoom are doing it too okay let's try one more the doorbell rang perfect i should note that this story comes from a time before covid and these days some of our families feel like it's safe enough to have play dates with snacks in each other's homes And some of our families are still waiting and looking forward to a time when that feels safe enough for them. So let's imagine that this story takes place in the future, and a time when everyone is healthy and supported, and we all care for each other. So I don't know if the story happened or will happen exactly this way, but I believe it's true. Sam, Vic, and Ma were sitting in the kitchen. I've made some cookies for you for tea, said Ma. Good, said Vic and Sam, we're starving. Share them between yourselves, said Ma. I made one dozen. That's plenty. So there's two kids and 12 cookies. That's six each, said Sam and Vic. They look as good as Grandma's, said Vic. And they smell as good as Grandma's, said Sam. No one makes cookies like Grandma, said Ma, as the doorbell rang. It was Tom and Hannah from next door. Come in, said Ma. You can share the cookies. So now we have four kids and 12 cookies. That's three each, said Sam and Vic. They smell as good as your grandma's, said Tom. And they look as good, said Hannah. No one makes cookies like grandma, said Ma, as the doorbell rang. It was Peter and his little brother. Come in, said Ma. You can share the cookies. So now we have six kids and 12 cookies. Hmm, that's two each, said Vic and Sam. They look as good as your grandma, said Peter, and smell as good. Nobody makes cookies like grandma, said Ma, and the doorbell rang. It was Joy and Simon and their four cousins. Come in, said Ma, you can share the cookies. So now we have 12 kids and 12 cookies. That's one each, said Sam and Vic. They smell as good as your grandma, said Joy. And they look as good, said Simon. No one makes cookies like grandma, said Ma. And the doorbell rang. And then it rang again. Oh, dear, said Ma, as the children stared at the cookies on their plates. Perhaps you better just eat them quickly before we open the door. We'll wait, said Sam. Who do you think it was? It was Grandma with an enormous plate of cookies. How nice to have so many friends to share them with, said Grandma. It's a good thing I made a lot. No one makes cookies like Grandma, said Ma, as the doorbell rang. Amazing. That's the end of the story. Sharing is part of renewal. Sharing helps us to open our hearts to friendship. And when we share, we remember how good it feels to give and receive love for our community. And sharing also helps our community do what it needs to do to welcome new people who could be part of helping our community be even better than it is now. Today's the beginning of the stewardship campaign when members and friends make decisions about how to share their time and talent and treasure and cookies with Wes in the coming year. Emerging from the pandemic is no easy task, but we look forward with this vision of abundance and hospitality and sharing and celebration. To help Wes to be all that it can be, I hope each person will answer the door, ready to share their gifts. As we consider the benefits of abundance, let's enter into the centering time of our platform.
0: Thanks, Lynn. Each week, we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am particularly mindful of Ukrainians facing the forces of invasion, fighting to protect their lives internally displaced and refugees to neighboring countries and closer to home we share concern for the 14 injured and more than 200 displaced by the apartment explosion in silver spring earlier this week as we listen to the chime let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us Let us open our hearts to compassion for those who suffer. And let us commit ourselves to the work that calls for our love. I invite you now into a time of meditation. Allow your body to settle into a position of ease. Close your eyes or soften your gaze and let your thoughts soften as well. Rest your awareness on your breath and take three deep breaths, relaxing your whole body on each exhalation. Make sure both your mind and your body are fully relaxed but don't hold on to that too tightly, just rest here. Observe where your attention goes, but do try not to control your attention or direct it. Just allow it to rest in its natural state of observing without judgment or qualification. And breathe. Imagine a dandelion as described by poet Star BG. With puff of breath entwined with a wish, my energetic breath aims out. Out toward dandelion, and like sacred flying fairies, the little seeds take flight, ready to plant firmly in break of day. Thank you, dandelion, for roaring with airs, whisper to move in grace, to go into mother's soil and bring a dream to sprout. So, what is the wish on your lips before you blow the puff away? What conditions do the seeds need to take root? And what will bloom from these seeds into abundance? May we be like the dandelion who bows its head to the subtle breeze, unleashing its future without fear or loss. We continue our meditation in silence and in the music that follows. It seems to me that the plants people call weeds have many fine qualities, including beauty and tenaciousness. The dandelion has a lot in common with the ordinary and remarkable human being. The poet and Unitarian Universalist minister, Reverend Teresa Soto, takes up this idea in their poem, Taraxacum, which is the scientific name for the dandelion. Even though they are edible, someone decided that dandelions are weeds, stragglers to destroy, to uproot. But dandelions never got the memo, never thought to care. Busy instead with dropping roots, flinging seeds, unfurling shoots. And persistent in digging in that taproot to depths of two or three average adults end to end. The tiny yellow flower survives. You are no less resilient, reaching both down to the strength that holds you and up, up to the light, out with your beauty. And you know, having sunk your effort into the cool, damp earth, that while dandelions can be clipped and fought, Uninvested in anyone's opinion, they throw their sparkling futures onto the wind, tomorrow tucked into seeds, and grow all the way back, strong and bowing at the very same time.
3: Thanks, Karen. I am lucky to live in a neighborhood that tolerates a little bit of horticultural diversity. Where I live, there are steep hills and mature trees, which seem to be pleasing to our more-than-human neighbors and also doesn't lend itself to conformity. Maybe because some of the original residents on my part of the neighborhood were Black and Jewish professionals who were kept out of other middle class neighborhoods in Baltimore, it has never been ruled by the kind of homeowners association that tells you what color you're allowed to paint your front door. Since all of our backyards are lush with oaks and elms and poplars, whatever full sunlight we have is in the front yard near the street. And there are neighborhoods where growing vegetables in your front yard is frowned upon, but it's pretty normal on my street. Some of my neighbors make the most of their patch of sunlight with spectacular flower gardens, and they artfully landscape the shady areas with mulch and rock gardens and ground cover and deer-resistant ornamental plants. So even though nobody on my street is going for the classic suburban aesthetic of a monocultural non-native fertilizer hungry green lawn, I do still try to be courteous, about the mitigating the spread of chaos from my yard into theirs. We don't use pesticides on the grass and I generally leave the dandelions alone until they go to seed and then I pick as many as I can before they open up into puffy balls of wishes. And it's true that dandelion roots will try to spread out in all directions, but between the human made landscape features and the thick tree roots, they don't get too far capture and contain seems to be working well enough. I have a great deal of affection for dandelions. As my colleague, Reverend Soto has said, they just keep going on with their beauty, with their edible gifts, with their splendor, regardless of what anyone thinks about them. They are tough and resilient, able to survive in surprising places, and they bring joy to people who are just as ready to ignore the opinions of the dominant culture. The puffy bristles around their seeds are a marvel of evolution that aeronautical engineers could learn from. And so when I clear my mind of the negative associations, I find dandelions quite beautiful all on their own. You know, they're a member of the Aster family. We talked about asters and their beauty a little while ago. Their Latin name is Taraxacum officinal, and the officinal part means that it was historically thought of as a medicinal plant. Dandelion tea was said to be a diuretic uh, and useful for digestive complaints. Obviously, check with your health care provider before you try any herbal remedies. Some of them can have negative interactions with prescribed medications. Even so, we might restore some of the respect for dandelions that pre-industrial generations had. Dandelions can provide some of the pollen that bees need early in the season. Though it's not the most nutritious pollen, I've heard it compared to be like the fruit loops of the pollen world. So go ahead and plant some fruit trees and native flowering plants if you have a patch of earth you can cultivate and you really want to help the bees. But certainly leaving dandelions alone is better for the bees than pesticides, right? Their pollen is part of this complete breakfast for early March. We should appreciate dandelions among the other flowers that make that brave first showing before the winter is even really fully past. I've been thinking about dandelions and the perseverance and courage they inspire because I've been thinking about what will be required of us as people of conscience and communities of ethical practice in the coming season. We can hope that the worst is behind us with the COVID-19 pandemic. It's not over yet. And I wanna send some socially distanced hugs to families with children under five and those with compromised immune systems. It's not over yet. And it does seem like we're entering a new phase with hospitalizations and deaths trending downward, closer to what they were before the Delta variant wave last fall. So let's keep trying to protect each other as best we can while we look forward to better days. As if it weren't enough to be worried about our health and our lives over the past two years, there have been economic shifts, there have been continued threats from right-wing extremists at every level of power, and calls for immigration justice and climate justice that are more urgent than ever. For communities like West, our collective voice and collective action is deeply necessary at the same time when we as people who comprise our community may be feeling drained or economically stressed or grieving. Some of us have had encounters with mortality or violence or hatred that have left trauma in their wake. These are hard times i believe that things will get better and i believe that we need to somehow muster the courage and the beauty and the collective strength to help make the coming days better for ourselves and for all of our neighbors so that's why i'm thinking about dandelions as people and as a community we can be more like them we can find ways to let life thrive in the neglected corners We can lift out of the ground of our being the boldness and the beauty that will be the vanguard of life returning from the edge of death. We can remember our power as healers, as nourishers, as places of respite for the pollinating travelers who help our world stay connected. We can invest our energy into that which brings joy and hope producing inspiration and wonder and seeds that will keep the circle moving past the horizons of our own experience. Certainly there are people who won't want to see us succeed. There are people who will want a return to the most inequitable, most numb, most shallow version of the before times in their rush to reestablish what they think of as normal. There will be people who want us to be silent about dismantling racism, about the fate of the planet, about immigration justice. Anybody who wants a monochromatic domination-based society will not be happy to see our resilient beauty. To them, we will be like dandelions on what was supposed to be a perfect green lawn. We'll resist the sharp corners of oppression and we will hold each other close underground. We will be unget rid ofable. And by building our relationships with each other and with our community partners, by continuing to wish and dream and push our energy into releasing those dreams into the world, communities of conscience will prevail. So let's celebrate what is beautiful, healing, nourishing and hopeful within us and among us and around us. Let's talk about multi-generational relationships and youth development. In the worst days of the pandemic, when kids were zoomed out and West families were exceedingly clear that seek was not going to happen online. The lifelong learning staff and a few key volunteers turned toward putting down roots. Imagining what Wes would need for improved programs for children and youth in the future. And when new evidence and vaccines for youth 12 and over made outdoor programs for teens feasible, we started doing that, offering art projects on the front patio. Once a small youth community had formed, online waffle parties and movie nights helped bridge the time between outdoor programs. And now we have robust participation in our whole lives and coming of age, programs for teens that were built in part on the willingness of that beautiful vanguard to grow in the space of what was possible in the winter and spring of 2021. SEEK classes, SEEK is Sunday ethical education for kids. SEEK classes for pre-K through eighth grade on Sunday morning started in a similar way picking up momentum as more children were able to be vaccinated and more families felt safe enough to return to group activities. And as we saw with the teens, one or two children in a class leads to friends encouraging another, and then three or four children in a class and eventually more. It takes gratitude for what is and imagination for what can be and seek is moving in the right direction. We're holding almost all of our classes in person as of this month. And as more volunteers join the effort, we'll be able to offer these classes more frequently and help children return to building community and finding a sense of belonging at West. Volunteer and financial support for education and family activities, not only strengthens our whole community, it also helps create a brave space for kids who might not have other places, where queer families, or multiracial families, or progressive and socially active families are as accepted and held as they can be at West. Children and youth need a place where they know they are regarded as people with inherent worth and dignity. With this community's collective generosity of time, talent, and treasure, West can be that place. Let's talk about the beautiful, healing, nourishing, and hopeful work of building a world where love and justice cross all borders. During the pandemic, our immigration justice team did not slow down at all. Instead, they noticed new needs, new partnership opportunities, and new techniques for advocacy and public witness. The banner that got put out in front of the building again got noticed, that's how we connected with our community, our our, um, Share the Plate partner this month. And then, as we heard a little earlier from Kate, the Afghan Welcome Project is facilitating our support for a partner family, an intense commitment that is called forth by our sense of interdependence with and gratitude for our new neighbors. And similarly, Global Connections stayed in touch with our partner village in El Rodeo. and They're gonna tell us more about that in a platform at the end of the month. Many members of WES have participated in voter mobilization alongside partners with UUs for Social Justice and Side with Love. Members continue to stay vigilant on issues of racism in the larger community. Our widening the anti-racism lens team helped us reflect further on our own community, on ways we can dismantle oppression in our structures and culture within West. The Earth Ethics Action Team planted native trees, expanded the pollinator garden Kept up with the stream cleanup along the portal run and last June protested with the Chesapeake Climate Action Network in favor of the sustainable energy provisions of the infrastructure bill. West members make a difference in the larger community and the world. We can be immensely proud and grateful for the time and talent that the members of each of those teams brought together is bringing together for justice and compassion. And we can also be proud of the community of WES for sustaining an institution that could embrace each of these projects as part of a larger whole. None of these projects would be as successful without the glue of the larger WES community. The collective generosity of members and friends supports communications infrastructure, technical support, meeting places, institutional standing, And a place to return for mindfulness and ethical reflection in between action steps. All of us need all of us. Our projects for justice and compassion require a strong institution at the core, which is sustained by the generosity of members. Let's talk about the beautiful, healing, nourishing, and hopeful work of staying connected and mutually supportive when the forces of this time in history seem to be poised to divide us. Throughout the last two years, the love of this community has found a way, you found a way to stay connected in platform, you found a way to be together in online check in groups, you found a way to do contactless drop offs of meals for members who needed them, and to support families who were injured or grieving. You found a way to learn more about your community relations pact and workshops with the Community Relations Committee. You found a way to strengthen ties with community partners and national organizations, attending training sessions and conferences online. Members have found a new avenue for support and reflection in TIE groups. TIE, T-I-E, stands for Together in Exploration. These are groups that meet consistently for most of the program year to explore monthly themes with mindfulness and discussion. Then Untie, dispersing their seeds into the wind, open to reforming in reconfigured groups the following fall. Tie groups can be online or in person or both. The cycle of forming and reconfiguring makes room for graceful entrances and exits as the lives and schedules of members change. Dandelions are so resilient in part because of the strength of their roots. Usually they can be, you know, 10 or 18 inches is pretty typical, but like resident Soto in the poem said, they can be as tall as two adult humans. They can be 10 feet long under the ground. Roots. West will be stronger as more members put energy into roots like these places for reflection like Thai groups, being both open to newcomers and serious about shared commitment and support. One of the great joys these past two years has been in welcoming newcomers to WES. These newcomers arrive from near and far. As soon as we opened the doors for hybrid platform, we had in-person visitors again welcome, added to our online visitors and new members who joined without ever having set foot in the building. These are hard times. These are isolating times, and the generosity that supports West's continued thriving has meant that those who sought a humanist community in the midst of these times were able to find one. It matters. All of those who have sustained West throughout its history, including when that support required challenge and sacrifice have made a difference in the lives of those who needed to find WES now. Sustaining a community is not easy. It doesn't happen by accident. There are many other things demanding or enticing time, talent and support. My hope is that those who understand the importance of WES and the value of its collective voice and collective action in these times will be enthusiastic in supporting the institution. We know that those who support institutions that promote racism, inequality, greed, and systems of domination are enthusiastic and generous for those causes. As UUA President Susan Frederick Gray says, this is no time to be casual in our commitment, and this is no time to go it alone. We need institutions like West to hold us together. As individual petals or leaves disconnected from the whole, we could dry out maybe some of us are already feeling kind of crispy. Yet what might be possible if we remember that we are part of a whole? This is the stewardship season, the time when members and friends make a financial commitment for the year to come and perhaps make decisions about their commitment of time and talent as well. So check your email tomorrow for more information about this year's campaign, including a link to sign up for a pledge party. Make a commitment based in hope, based in the possibility for connection, based in the world's deep need for Wes's voice and action. Do not give in to the monochromatic astroturf of despair, but be part of the vanguard of life. Join with this community creating beauty in every place where there is a sliver of opportunity. Be part of a group practice of mindfulness and ethical reflection so that we can draw strength from our roots and send it out into the future, flinging seeds, unfurling shoots. The winter is not yet past. There will be more beauty and color and life to come. Let us treasure what we already have among us and support the Washington Ethical Society with the fullness of our time, talent, and treasure to make that future possible. May it be so. After some music we will have community sharing time when you can write into the chat if you're on zoom or watching a recording or speak into the microphone if you're here about what resonated with you today. In this time between you might prepare for community sharing by reflecting on a personal experience or an activity at West that illustrates the values that we're lifting up today. As we contemplate rest and reflect, let us experience the beauty of the
4: musical response. How could anyone ever tell you You were anything less than beautiful How could anyone ever tell you You were less than whole How could anyone fail to notice That your loving is a miracle How deeply you're connected to my soul Sing harmonies How could anyone ever tell you You were anything less than beautiful? How could anyone ever tell you You were less than whole? How could anyone fail to notice That your loving is a miracle? How deeply you're connected to my soul? How could anyone ever tell you You were anything less than beautiful How could anyone ever tell you You were less than whole How could anyone fail to notice That your loving is a miracle How deeply you're connected to my soul One more time How could anyone ever tell you You were anything less than beautiful how could anyone ever tell you you were less than whole how could anyone fail to notice that your loving is a miracle how deeply you're connected to my soul
0: Thanks, Lynn, for a great address and so much to think about this morning. This is the time when we add our own voices to the morning, sharing our reflections on the platform or what resonates in our own lives. For our online participants, I invite you to share in the Zoom chat or in the comments if you are watching the recording later. I'll start with Zoom comments and then we'll accept some comments from the microphone here in the hall. person attendees. And then we'll return to zoom participants at the end. So just a little bit of advice when we get past it. So if you choose to come to the microphone, you want to leave socially distanced space between you. And once you are at the microphone, you can take off your micro your mask so that it's easier to understand you and then please put it back on before you move back into the space. But now let's start with some of the zoom comments. Let's see. I'm going to scroll back to see. I see a lot of ding-dongs from the chat earlier. Um, So Laura Steele says, I want to add our aging with intention gatherings, which has given sustenance and connections to all of us. Thanks to Beth Baker and Julie Campbell. Marika says, I love that phrase, monochromatic astroturf of despair. I'm going to use that sometime when someone complains about all the clover in my front yard. Vincent Tyler says, When I believe I am in the right place, I shall not be moved and be unget ridable. Don't know if that's a phrase or a word, but I'll be using it. Thanks, Lynn. So, Lynn, you have really created a bunch of catchphrases for us this morning. Ann Baker says, here's an invitation to join the West Mindfulness Group for meditation and reflective sharing on first and third Monday evenings, including tomorrow night at 730. And you can check out the Zoom calendar for the links or talk with Ann Baker or Trish Weil for more info. And Now I invite anyone in the hall who would like to share an in-person comment to go ahead and step to the microphone. We have a few folks, and again, if you can feel free to take off your mask
2: to speak into the mic. Uh, yes. Thanks to Lynn for a, a great platform, and um, I want to recommend the work of uh, Adrian Marie Brown, uh, uh, in particular the book *Emergent Strategy*, where she talks uh, about uh, the. The wonder of dandelions and how awesome they are. Um, so I know that that reading that book helped cultivate a, a love of dandelions in me, and I wanted to recommend uh, that work to others. Great, thanks, Kate. Jeff,
0: you might introduce yourself when you step to the mic. Uh,
5: hi, Jeff. Me Hall here. Um, you know, I thought I would come here and impress people because I actually looked up the scientific name of dandelions last night, but that thunder has been stolen. Uh, I can tell you that the word dandelion is thought to have originated from the French uh, lion's tooth, dent de lion, because of the jagged leaves. Uh, Lynn had mentioned the, um, uh, that the flowers and the roots can be distilled into a tea. Uh, there are other uses for dandelions, the leaves can be eaten uh, either raw or braised. And in fact, in colonial times, they were looked upon as an advent of spring because what you'd eat all winter was uh, root vegetables, you know, potatoes and carrots and turnips. And maybe you might have instead of potatoes and turnips one day, you could have turnips and potatoes just for a variety. Um, and if you had access to meat, it was either pickled or smoked or heavily salted. Um, but you overlooked the two other uses of dandelion. So Karen, did not some kind individual bestow upon your family a jar of dandelion preserves? And perhaps the most important use of the dandelion, uh, the flowers can be used to make wine. Uh, you'll need about nine quarts of flowers per gallon of wine. And I think the dandelion also uh, harkens back to the idea of the inherent worth of all human beings maybe it should be extended to all plants I don't know um, where I live dandelions are treated with uh, disdain usually calling for heavy applications of herbicide uh, most of which is going to end up in Chesapeake Bay um, but I think dandelions are quite useful and uh, I'd like to have them around thank you
6: yeah Abby, one more comment nope. Abby Dakin. Uh, um, so Lynn, I appreciate your reminding me of all the things I love about Wes, and also the invitation to provide fruit loops. If that's what I've got. Um, normally I I feel judgmental if all I have is fruit loops, but there's a place for them too. Um, but uh, I wanted to mention another thing that I really love about dandelions from when my kids were small, um, of course they're attracted to bright and beautiful things. And because most bright and beautiful things are owned in our culture, that led to a lot of no, you can't pick that, no, leave that alone. And the thing that was nice about dandelions, I was like, Yeah, go ahead. These are gifts. This is what what the products of nature used to be, and in some places still are. They're gifts for everyone. And so it's uh that that's left a persistent fondness for dandelions for me.
0: Thanks, Abby, and thanks for all who shared in person. Uh, there's a few more comments in the chat, in the Zoom chat. Um, Joe London says, I admire the dandelions in my neighborhood. We mow our lawn to three inches and the smarter dandelions have learned not to stick their necks out and they stay under the mower danger zone. Sheila says, I'm so grateful to Wes for learning opportunities provided for my family. My kids are in the Our Whole Lives and coming of age programs, and these have helped us communicate better. Ed Elder says, thank you, Lynn. Resilience is a virtue we can all help each other cultivate in many ways, large and small. And Judy Myers notes that tenacity is the term that most comes to mind. Well, so thanks to all for sharing of your comments and your perspectives this morning. And I'm sure that we'll all look at dandelions in a different way going forward. And this is now the time when we share not only our perspectives, but our resources and our gifts. Here at West, we split the Sunday collection between our own operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. This month, half of the offering is dedicated to Latin American Youth Center or L.A.Y.C. Since its founding in the late 1960s, L.A.Y.C. has grown from a small grassroots recreation center into a nationally recognized agency serving all low income youth. Their mission is to empower a diverse population of youth to achieve a successful transition to adulthood through multicultural, comprehensive, and innovative programs that address youth social, academic, and career needs. Each year, LAYC serves over 4,000 youth and families through youth centers, school-based sites, and public charter schools in the District of Columbia as well as Maryland's Prince George's and Montgomery Counties as the Maryland Multicultural Youth Centers, or MMYC, LAYC believes in a future where all youth pursue their dreams, reach their goals, and acquire the skills and self-confidence to live a life of purpose, connection, contribution and joy. So let's all take a moment to prepare to respond to this invitation to generosity. If you're someone who gives by text or are in front of a device where you can navigate to the donation page on our website, you can get out your device now, uh, your phone or your tablet and navigate to that page. If you're here in person and find the ritual of giving cash or a check to be important to your experience, you can start writing that check now or moving your donation from a wallet to the hand. And um, I'll pause for a moment so that everybody can be ready to respond with generosity. On the slide, you'll see the number to give by text 202-335-1885 and you can also make a gift online through the donate button on our website at ethicalsociety.org. Thank you for your generosity. We will now receive your gifts and the musicians gifts of music. Thank you so much to the many people who helped to create this morning's time together. Thank you to interim music coordinator, Leah Morris, and guest musicians, Peter Mayer, Jess Huterman, Liddy Roderick, Joey Pe- Pecoraro, excuse me, and the West Band. Thanks to Maceo Thomas, our membership coordinator. Thank you to John and Abby Dagan, who created our slides, and to Robin Kravitz for communication support. Thanks to Adam Goldberg for hosting the upcoming virtual coffee hour. Thank you to Zoom Usher, Judy Myers, and the tech team that includes John Liga, Denise Howell, John Pfeiffer, and Michael Dimion. Also a big thank you to Ross Wells, who is working with the tech team on installing TV monitors in the hall, and we can see some of the work in progress um, so that in-person attendees can see slides, lyrics, and videos more easily. At the conclusion of the platform, please join us for social hour in person on the front patio or virtual coffee hour on Zoom. And to get to that coffee hour virtually after the closing words, you can point your browser to tinycc coffee hour. Thanks also to those who are leading and supporting our work in the weeks to come. You can find information about opportunities to connect in the Sunday links or news and notes emails. And here's some of the latest news. Sunday Ethical Education for Kids, or SEEK, in keeping with COVID safety standards while providing as much continuity as possible. The Our Whole Lives group meets today and next Sunday at noon. Next Sunday, which is March 13th, the third and fifth grade classes will meet at 10.30, and coming of age meets next Sunday at one. So please watch your email and the seek Facebook group for updates. And for all age groups, please be sure your family is registered. And if you aren't already receiving the seek newsletter, please contact Indara Miles, uh, who is on site here, or there'll be links in the chat. Today at one o'clock, the combined biology and philosophy groups will continue their discussion of behave the biology of humans at our best and worst by Robert Sapolsky. Michael Dimion and Paul Baker have more information about the discussion. Other groups meeting this week include the mindfulness group on Monday at 7.30, the immigration team on Tuesday at 7, the West Chorus on Wednesday at 7.30, and the TGIF adults check-in is on Friday at 5.30. And There'll be a link in the chat where you can get more details. There'll also be a memorial service for or L. Miller, on March 19th at 11 a.m. Elle was the director of administration for the American Ethical Union and you can check the Caring News email that went out on March 4th for that Zoom link. As you can see, we've returned to hybrid platform with attendees both online and in person. And those who wish to attend platform in person will need to pre-register and answer a health questionnaire. That form is available at tiny.cc slash what, excuse me, slash platform reservation. And in-person attendees will also need to bring their vaccination card or a picture of that vaccination record. And those who are medically unable to be vaccinated can bring proof of a negative test from within 24 hours of platform. Of course, online attendance will continue to be available for the foreseeable future, and you are always welcome to tune in by Zoom. Next Sunday, March thirteenth, our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, will be our speaker on sharing power post-COVID. So join us next Sunday at eleven—excuse me, at ten thirty a.m. in person or with a prior RSVP or online via Zoom—to continue this conversation. The Washington Interfaith Network, or WIN, is hosting a Zoom forum with candidates on March 20th at 3 p.m. Candidates for council chair and attorney general for the district are confirmed, and others are in process, and all are encouraged to attend. Check out the link for that as well. So there's obviously a lot going on, and you can see the calendar with upcoming events on the West website, and you are warmly invited to participate in activities. way of getting to know us or digging in deep setting that tap root if you will and thank you all for participating in the platform this morning now we'll enjoy our closing song of the month
7: Se visten los campos en la primavera. De colores, de colores son los pajaritos que vienen de afuera. colores es el arco iris que vemos lucir y por eso los grandes amores de muchos colores me gustan a mí y por eso los grandes amores de muchos colores me gustan a mí Canta el caio. Amores de muchos colores me gustan a mí, y por eso los grandes amores de muchos colores me gustan a mí.
0: A few brief reminders as we close. If you are new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas at ethicalsociety.org and introduce yourself. And to reach Virtual Coffee Hour, point your browser to tiny.cc slash westcoffeehour. And now I invite you to join me in our closing words for the month. Let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding and commitment seeking and offering renewal for our hearts and for our quest for a better world. Thank you for being here. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.